irritated. Sometimes I don't know myself. Sometimes I really, just like this intro just said, I sometimes I really just don't. Uh, it's just so much going through my mind right now. It took me a while for to even get up on the mic and just to just even do this, do this episode because it is so much has been going on over this last week, man. And as I even sit here and just look at some of the names and on this subject that I'm about to get at. Stemming from, and I know I'm going to be missing people off here, so, man, my heart still goes out to those families of those victims of of this, yeah, this systematic oppression, this, this bullshit that we be dealing with, with just just being black in America, man, stemming from people like Tra- from, from your Trayvon Martins to Tamir Rice, Mike Brown, Sandra Bland, man, Philando Castile, and, and, and this was... A few mil, a few, and what I'm about to get into is a few years removed after this man was killed in the same city in Minneapolis, Minnesota. You got Breonna Taylor up in Louisville, Kentucky, just minding her business in her house. Police did a, basically got killed in her house by the police. Atalia Jefferson, same difference. Ahmaud Aubrey back in, I want to say, what, February, not too long ago, in, uh, down in Brunswick, Georgia, just run, uh, just going through the neighborhood, just running. And two, uh, two white men just decided to take it upon themselves to basically hunt this damn man down and kill him in cold blood. And then, of course, with uh, what really, as of lately, what I've seen, to me, it's really just set everything off into a whirlwind. George Floyd, as you, if you don't know, you've been living on, on a damn rock. Uh, George Floyd, you know, he was murdered, uh, put in a chokehold uh, up in Minnesota uh, after writing a ledge forged check in two, off, well, I think it was four officers, but like in the main video I've seen, with uh, two officers, one just standing and watching, and then the uh, and then the officer. Well, let me stop saying officer like that, because like how the media be trying to dress this up. Uh, this policeman just basically put his neck, now nah, knee on George's neck for uh, what eight minutes, and killed this man in cold blood. And he just sitting there, just callous and just looking, looking like he. Well, we know he don't give a damn. Just you could just see that look on his face that he he don't give a damn, and he knew exactly. To me, he knew exactly what he did, sitting there casually with his knees, his knee on this man's neck, with his hands casually in his pocket. Man, man, what is what? what man, for real though, what what is shit ends, man? How? Uh, and it seems like right now with with the nation where it's going. Man, enough is enough, and and it seems like people are, are tired of it, and they are really looking to make a change. And I pretty much I can't fault them. I can't fault them because being with me being a uh, young black man growing up in America, down in the South, having parents that was raised in the Jim Crow South, so I'm not far removed at all from that generation from when. My aunts, uncles, potentially like my grandma, dad, all that, you know, mom, 
they, they could have been down here marching with people like Dr. King. And even in my hometown, they uh, got a museum dedicated for when they had to hide Martin Luther King, Dr. King, from all those, uh, from those racist cops down there. I, I didn't have aunts, you know, locked up but uh, for the cause, man. So I'm not too far removed from, uh, uh, from this racial injustice and all this bullshit that's going on. And honestly, I feel like I got a lot to get into. So just get ready to sit tight because I might be a little bit all over the place. But we're about to get ready to get into it right now. So, yeah, Derek Chauvin, he's the police, the policeman that was uh, in question. Well, it's not really no question to me. We all seen his plane and plane as day. Uh, he was the officer along with four others that were fired before they arrested uh, Derek up in Minnesota. And it's been so many reports and things have been coming out since uh, that arrest. And it's been shown that he uh, Derek had worked at this nightclub with George Floyd in Minnesota. And I think from what I had seen, uh, Derek worked there at that at that uh, nightclub off duty for about 17 years up until, what, a few months ago. And and I was reading an article or something pretty much was saying that, uh, I'm paraphrasing right now, was saying something about if, uh, if, uh, Derek Clavin would have recognized George Floyd that he would have probably shown him a little bit more mercy. Man, that just set me off in so many ways and it's about to get me started right now. So you mean to tell me he would have shown more mercy? I mean, what do, uh, what, for one, what do they even train officers to, uh, uh, policemen to, uh, when they subdue, when they subdue a perp? Do, uh, do they? Tr- I don't think they train them to put their uh, damn knees on their neck to kill a man, pretty much. I'm, I'm, I'm missing something with that because if that's the case, why? The, uh, out of all those people, including George and everybody else, and and every other unarmed black person, period, that has been killed by the police. Why, why the hell? Why the hell they uh, they got to kill them? But yet you can bring in mass murders alive. You got people like James Holmes that shot up that movie theater in Colorado back in the summer of 2012. You got Dylan Roof, the little that little terrorist that basically that that they know basically went up into a church in South Carolina and shot nine people dead. And they was not only able to take him in alive, they took this man in alive and. From what has been uh, been reported, they was able to uh, stop and got this man Burger King and stuff on the way to jail. Man, saying stuff like 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 that, he'd have took uh, uh, and would have took mercy on George if he'd have knew it him. Man, that's complete bullshit. And let me go ahead and just call it like how like how it is because it is it, no excuse if you can take in people who's going around here. Uh, uh, mass murdering, you know, committing mass mass murders, doing all these mass shootings, and that's uh, and that is not a perceived that you can just see it plain as day that they are a threat to the public, and you can take them in alive, and then you can take them in alive, and yet you got policemen, uh, uh, these policemen over here, 
uh, doing no-knock searches, breaking in people's homes, act, uh, over here shooting and killing innocent people in their own homes, and they're getting off with that, man. And you wonder why, and you wonder why blacks, black people, and, and now, is is as it's being shown that people all over the world are pissed off at this shit and and, and just tired of it and starting to rise up, man. Is it? It's just like, man. It's pretty much just like this. You either it's it's flight or flight, fight or flight. I might have got tongue tied on that. It's either that or you can use that analogy of like kicking a dog. What? Uh, a dog, you can back an animal, a dog, whatever it is, into a corner. You can keep beating, and hell, they—I think they pretty much visualize and just view us as animals like that, anyway. And you know what happens to to what? Uh, pretty much wild animals, since they want to, uh, since whites like to compare us to uh, apes and and wild animals, beasts and savages. You want to know what happens? You back that animal into a corner long enough, and you keep beating on it, keep striking it, thinking it ain't gonna do nothing. You back it into a corner. It either going to do one or two things. It's going to sit there and just take it and die. Or it's just going to get tired of it and just start fighting back. And more than likely, you know, mauling, killing, or, or whatever, you know, it's going to do what it's got to do to survive. Whether it means seriously injuring you, whatever. So, so yeah, people are getting tired of this. And then, backtracking a little bit... Um, Talking about Brianna Taylor, uh, if 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 I remember right, her birthday was getting re- uh, she was getting ready to celebrate a birthday June fifth, and she was shot and killed in her own home EMT for the for the city of Louisville. Another senseless killing. Like what are uh, I wanted? I really we ain't know what I we as a people deserve to know what 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 are y'all doing with these cops? What is y'all hiring process because? It's, it's, it's no way that y'all should be having this many incompetent, idiotic, imbecile, dumbasses that y'all be bringing up on here, bringing up in here, and doing this. This this don't make no sense, especially especially when when it's been proven that people that that's that's a, a, a threat to that's an imminent danger to. To the public, and you can bring them in alive, man. Something uh, we 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 know as a whole, we know what's going on, but y'all just don't want to admit it, man. Yeah, it, 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 as they be saying, like if hiring anybody was a thing, most of these police departments would be, ain't no would be is the prime example of that, because not only that, like uh, going back to the. Amar Avery situation out there in Georgia. It was shown that the father and son, the father was uh was a police was a policeman at some point of another in his in his life. And in 2016 it was showing him showing a picture of him at a Klan rally. So we already know what the deal is with that, and I'm gonna go down that rabbit hole here in a minute too. And and it's also it's it's so much that so many rabbit holes I'm in are going down, and also it's a and then just 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 being a black man in America, and for the, for the people who always love to hit that line talking about 
oh, if you just comply or if you ain't, if you wasn't doing anything wrong, you wouldn't have nothing to worry about. Listen, that, that that's part of the problem. Y'all as a whole don't want to sit here and listen to and, and see what people has been through because until you have a day, uh, until you have moments where you got to look over your shoulder, even if you are doing right on the highway and you got to worry about cops, you know, just, just uh, all of a sudden want to profile you. If you never lived that kind of life to me, I don't even want to hear your opinion. I don't even want to hear what you got to say because you're going to be so closed minded and not even willing to listen. So it'll just be a waste of breath. And I'm pretty sure every black person that's listening to me knows that 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 gut feeling of just sitting there and, you know, just riding. And if you see a cop turn around, no matter if you're doing the speed limit and everything is fine with your car or whatever, you just get that gut feeling. Because it's been two times specifically that I was profiled and one was in the, in the state of Alabama and one in, was in Mississippi. And the first time that I had a taste of that mess was in 2011. I, it's been a little over, it's been over, over nine years now because I drove home only for my brother's wedding. I was still in the Air Force at the time and I was stationed in Colorado. My dad and I were in my was in my Hyundai Sonata and we was driving back to Colorado. We got stopped a little bit before Meridian by this sheriff's deputy. He um obviously I wasn't speeding and he was just riding my tail, my bumper, and he just randomly pulled me over. This man ain't even put his hat on or anything. He just got out. You know why I pulled you over? No, I don't. Um you were tailgating and tailgating the car, which is Obviously, I wouldn't. He seen, he seen I had a Colorado license plate, and then you know I gave him my license. I told him I was in the military, and he's gonna ask for my leave papers. And I told him that like, look, we do everything by computer now, so you know I didn't had it. You know I didn't have any of that mess printed out. So you know he ran back my license, everything clean, and gonna talk about have a good day. You know my dad's. You know, spoke and just say, you know, took it easy and all that. I I didn't even give him that courtesy. I didn't, you know, I didn't. Uh, it didn't get to a point where I felt like I wanted to curse him out or anything. But at the same time, this man ain't showed me no kind of respect. And it was just like my dad said, and I'm paraphrasing. He seen two black men up in a you know decent looking car with Colorado license plates. That's all that was because this man ain't put his hat on. He ain't take no time to really run my license. He was just 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 doing something just to be doing it and just um june i want to say it'd be two years ago when this happened i was up in calera uh heading towards work this was when i was still driving trucks for hibbets so this unmarked this unmarked car uh explorer pulled me over so i know i wasn't speeding or anything You're gonna ask me why i pulled you know i I obviously didn't know why he pulled me over because I wasn't speeding or anything. And he just making conversation and he just said something. He just said, I can't even remember what he said, but I already knew where it was going as soon as he said that. Cause he was asking me, saying something about Montgomery, this, that, and the third claim. I looked like some guy he knew or something like that. I was thinking to myself, Oh, okay. I already know where this is going. He ran my license. So he, he going to come back and say, well, at that time, my CDL, for some reason, that's that's a whole nother stuff. He said my CDL was canceled, which in reality, it I, 
I had to res- I had to submit um my medical card back to the state because that's a whole nother story. But that was the only good of coming out of that. But this man gonna say, and he's trying to trying to trying to say that my car smells like marijuana. Man, I drive trucks for a living, and at that time I was working on getting my own thing. So why I'm thinking to myself, why in the I, I was about to say why in the hell would I want to damn have my car? Why would why would my car smell? Like, I, mean, I, I told him like, look, man, I drive trucks. Well, you see the else Look, I drive trucks, so I don't. You know, I don't smoke weed, so I I, I comply to the little cons- uh, to to the um, search or whatnot. But looking back on it now, he was an unmarked. He was in an unmarked car. And he was in street clothes. So I should have made his job a little bit harder and told him, like, if you was going to search me, you need to have a, you know, a marked unit out here. So, at that, you know, he searched the car and then he seen, you know, I, I even told him I had my, you know, had my, um, had my gun up in my car because uh, I'm a licensed concealed carry. So this man was just doing whatever he could to try to find something on me and he couldn't. So, you know, that day it was a victory for me, but... It is sad that in the black community, even at the same time, when you make it out of a profile situation, it's still cases where where black men, you, you know, like when you hear about another brother or sister that was in a situation like that and they didn't make it. So that man did whatever he could to try to find something he didn't. And one of the first things I did after I got back off the road that weekend, I went through my car, made sure that they didn't plant anything in there. Because we all know that if they can't find nothing, they that it's no telling what they'll try to do to. If they couldn't find nothing there, and it ain't no telling. They'll probably try to try to put something there in a spot where you couldn't really see, and then they'll be looking for you again. If they see you again, that they would try to do uh try to get you that way so you got to stay vigilant out here and and speaking of setups and if you're wondering why i named this episode cops and karens the cop part is obvious so we're going to get to one of the karen stories here pretty soon and it's going to double back back around to what i was saying about the cops many of you may have seen the video that went viral about this lady Amy Cooper up in Central Park in New York City who was who had a dog that wasn't on a leash and a black man that was out bird watching um I want to say his name was Christ, Christian Cooper and he politely it was on video it was all recorded he politely asked the lady could she put a dog on a leash and she just went off on this tirade threatening to call the cops on this man saying she and she actually called him saying she was in fear of her life and you you can just hear the tone of her voice just change trying to play a damsel in distress and if that man didn't have that video the cops would have probably showed up there and he would have probably been in a situation where we'd have been reading his name along with every uh, some of the other names that I just mentioned earlier and it's it's sickening man it's disgusting why did I was about to say, all that man did was actually would have put his do- uh, put the dog on a leash, or do you have a leash or whatnot? And you want to sit here and feel entitled that because I'm pretty sure if it'd have been the other way around, if if that dog wasn't on that leash, if it'd have been him with the dog without it being on a leash, she would have probably got all belligerent, nasty, 
would have probably called him some uh, everything but a child of God and everything and and practically and not practically quite frankly I think she got off kind of light because she did get fired from a job once the video went viral uh the they took her dog away because at the same time when she was trying to call the police sounding off frantic and frightened she was basically choking out the dog so the dog ended up being fine and honestly i think they should have arrested her for making a calling the police and making a false report so and it's in in, in the term karen's i think it pretty much originated from pretty much like when most of the white ladies these white women pretty much go into places and you know establish limits and start heckling people just because they can, just to be a, uh, just to be an inconvenience. And the next Karen is going to tie into the situation in Minnesota a little bit after uh, George Floyd's arrest with the protesting slash riot riot rebellion situation. So, so after you know George George's death. They had protests in Minnesota, and it start yeah you know it started out as a peaceful protest, and as I seen video, I'm pretty sure you have seen the news, and you know some of us you know seen it unfold on social media that uh, anarchy pretty much fell on the city city of Minneapolis, man. Um, you had the police precincts burnt down, targets. Family dollars, man, you name it. Just the city just fell into a civil unrest at that point. And man, it's crazy. Yeah, it was just crazy to see that and sit there and just think about that. And then from that point on, you had many other major cities to follow suit with um, with all the protests that turned into riots and rebellions from from play from all the way from L.A., Atlanta. Houston, it's just just as a whole, it seems like nationwide is just become something else. And speaking in Minnesota, uh, the a Target had burnt down, and it was originally, you know, just going through social media. It was saying that it was, it's so many stories that came out of why that Target got burnt down. Some was saying that they found out it was, you know, more or less was. Uh, they were sponsoring the, you know, local police. And then some were saying that it was one of the undercover officers uh, from from Saint, from the St. Paul Police Department that was going around starting a lot of these fires. But like I was saying with the other Karen story, well, I guess her name was Jennifer. And well, anyways, uh, to me, her name was could have been Wheelchair Wilbur for all I know. It was this lady that was in the target and while the people was riding and then you know they before they burnt the target down they was over there loot uh, you know saying they were saying you know they was looting taking stuff all out the store destroying everything so it was this lady in a wheelchair i guess her name was jennifer but i'm gonna call her wheelchair wilbur um she was at this entrance and it was a couple white people you know that had thing, you know, that was grabbing stuff or whatever, just running past her. So she decided to block this entrance and she pulled out his knife and she started trying to take a swing at the black people. It got doggone. Somebody came through there with a fire extinguisher and cooled her butt off real quick. Just 
unloaded and doused it in her face. And after everything, she tried to make this sob story about she was out here trying to protest this, that, and the third. But when you go on social media, you can see she was clear as day over there swinging a knife trying to stab people. And, man, it's, it's, it's just ridiculous. It is just ridiculous. But that video was funny. And coming out of Salt Lake City, we got another story. Well, this guy's in a Karen. He's probably... He looks like a Jimbo. We got a we got a we got a guy out of out of Salt Lake City, Utah. He was supposedly out there out there protesting, and in reality, he was out there heckling the protesters, and you know, started blurting out "All Lives Matter." So he, you know, he was out there heckling them. So he decided to get brave and jump out of his car. With not a gun, not a knife, but this man jumped out with a bow and arrow and was starting to threaten, you know, trying to threaten people with it. And the crowd just like, they they, they seen that and they just jumped up on him. They got him good. And, and a local news station, I want to say, wanted to interview him. And I'm going to just, I'm going to play the sound clips. Better yet. I wish this was a video podcast so you could see exactly everything in real time. So, you know, you could you could just see everything and you can just see this was another case of one of them out there trying to play victim to something they pretty much started. But I'm going I'm to I'm 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 just play the I'm going to play the audio to both of those to, to when the protesters seen him and, you know, they pretty much jumped him and jumped up on him and subdued him to where he got up on there, you know, up on the news trying to, you know, trying to, trying to cry wolf. his car was turned over and set on fire because he yelled all lives matter what happened I got beat up well of course i got beat up when i yelled all lives matter then i pulled out weapons then i got beat up some more then the cops grabbed me and my car got totaled my phone everything i lost everything coming down here to try to protect them with what weapons i had because i am a chick's villain i've changed my life and i I back up the law enforcement. You know, I know some cops are bad. I know some people all racist are bad. Did the police come and rescue you? Or what happened? Finally. When I lost my car, I lost my phone. How badly is your car damaged? Well, I seen it on fire. $1,000 worth of stuff in my car. And what happened to the people who turned your car? Nothing. I don't know if it got turned over. I just know it got total. Can you ask him, was he in the car when the protesters approached him and tried to flip the car over? Were you in the car when when they turned it over? No, I don't know if they turned it over or not. They beat me up, and the cops came and got me. You were in the car at the time? Yes, and then they torched it after the cops took me, including my phone. 
I can't even call for a ride. So I've been marching with these people all the way down here and all the way down here trying to convince them all lives matter. These cops didn't do it. Some cops are bad. Some cops are... How did you get hurt on your forehead? Because I yelled out my window, cops... Uh, did somebody hit you with something? Yes, two black African-Americans. They beat me through my open window that I yelled out, all lives matter. All right. All right. All right. I would urge you... If you haven't seen that video, of try to find the actual video before he got his butt whooped, and and then you know go and watch. You know, well, you don't necessarily have to watch the news interview, but if you can watch the video from when he was starting with those folks and they jumped on him, you'll know for a fact that it might have been a total of three black men. In general, that probably made a cameo in you know in that scene. It was just to see white people just mobbing and beating his ass as he deserves. Because man, like I said, who comes a bow and arrow, man? That that is that's something that's something I'd expect from the Dukes of Hazard. This man must have been Bow and Luke Dukes' third cousin that they didn't show on the show that just got rejected or something. But uh, anyways, with that. With that bow and arrow, um, legend has it that um, Uncle Jesse gave that man that bow. And when he showed up to that protest, he was quickly reminded that he wasn't in Hazard County anymore. All right, man, we, we just got through talking about Jimbo and, and Jennifer going on with these rides, man. They just... I hear just just acting a whole damn fool, and it just got me thinking. Like with 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 everything that's going on with these riots, it's got everybody buzzing. I mean, people from all different walks of life. You know, whether it's they're out there on the front lines or showing their support, or they're just showing their dis- disdain, and giving their opinions for better or for worse, including the president of the United States and me personally. I say that term very loosely, and it even appears that, you know, he commented, like, even with the the protests and things that have been happening about a month, month and a half ago, when people was protesting that they couldn't go get a haircut and couldn't, you know, everything was still closed because of the coronavirus, man, and you over and he's giving, giving people praise for taking over a state capitol building, going up in there armed to the T. And some of these people with some of these guns that they have, they got guns that I don't know the first thing about and I've never seen before a day in my life. And they're getting meet, getting met with little to no resistance. All up in the police face and they're not they're not even attempting to flinch. They're over there riot or well, you know, protesting and all that because of that. But yet, a little of a month later, for, to me, legitimate reasons, human, it should be basic human rights. And I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a paraphrase some tweets that he said, you know, when he spoke about the, the, the good people of Michigan. Uh, the, the, the governor of Michigan should should give a little and put, it, put out the fire. Because these are very good people, but they're just a, 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 a tad bit angry. They just want their lives back safely. See them and talk to them and make a deal. 
But yet when it comes to what just transpired over the last week, these 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 are thugs. They're dishonoring the memory of George Floyd. And I won't let that happen. I've been speaking to the governor of Minnesota. And 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 I just wanted to let him know that he got, he, I was about to say, the military has his full support all the way. So, when I take, and it just makes me, it, it, it just got me to the point where I really wish that I was doing a video right now. So you just look me in the eyes as I try to find the words to just describe this. Like, I feel like this. They, whether it's they hiding behind badges, these job titles, degrees, any kind of position of power. Man, we all know it's deep down inside they, they fear us. They really do. And why, 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 and you might wonder why do they fear us? Because for, for, for as long as we can remember, they've been putting us down, talking, treating us like se not even second rate citizens. They treat us, they treat animals better than we do. We're, we're less than dirt to some of them. If they have the nerve to sit there and try to constantly tell you you're not good enough, that you're even during the 1960s, during the civil rights movement, it's been known that uh, Lyndon B. Johnson has tried to convince, if you could convince the poorest and lowest white man that he is better than the best black man you've, you've won. When it comes down to stuff like that, if they got to sit there and constantly try to remind you of something, they're scared. And I believe what they're scared of, they're scared of things like what's going on right now. They're scared of having their position challenged. They, if they, they want to instill this, in, uh, try to flex this inferiority complex on us that we're not good enough no matter what we do. Because in reality, they feel like it's them. It's really them. That's that's just a reflection of what they've been taught, their values. Because. If you really have what you say you have, if you really are what you about, you is no need to go around here trying to oppress people, trying to hold them down, treat them worse than you would treat a dog. It's it's just that man. It's and I think it's time. It's time. It's like this is where they're really starting to see that we know our worth. We're finally speaking up. We have more avenues to speak up about that. And, and deep down, it, it, it scares them. They don't like to have their, they, they, whatever they, whatever little group or club of uh, control, that little bit of control that they have in their mind, they don't like it to be challenged. Whether it's trying to open the country back up because of, even though the fact that coronavirus cases are still you know, it hasn't really plateaued or gone down any. It's it's all they know. And I was going to touch on this a little bit later. But man, as a whole, what culture do they have? They come in, they then came in and took everything from, every, it seems like everything and everybody and left a path of destruction damn near wherever they went. And I'm going to talk about that entirely once I started to explain a little bit more about what my take on these rides and everything like that. But it's they 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 they're scared. They and my thing is why 
It's no other reason why. It's no other reason why they around here uh, senseless, uh, senseless killing us for no for no damn reason. Unarmed, but yet they can take their own people in that then killed everybody and their mama, then killed the whole family, killed even killed their own family. Killed. It don't matter. It, it seems like they 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 will take they they ain't no seem like they'll take their own in, but. What is it about us that they're that they're scared of? Because I feel like if that's the case, and you, if, if that's the case, if if it was a level, it seems like if it was a level playing field, if they didn't have anything to hide behind, and if they provoked us the wrong way, it just, it just seems like that they would be scared of all the pain and suffering that they inflicted on people for as long as history can go back. That everything would come back on them a hundred times. I, I can't even give a multiple of how, how bad it would come back on them. They're scared of that. And that's my opinion and I'm going to stick with it. And I said what I said on that. So now, I'm going to start talking about these uh, these uprisings and, and these riots, man. So, you know, uh, uh, I can't think. You know, right a little bit after... When they had the first protest out there in Minneapolis, and it got wild to where a target burnt, uh, the precinct burnt, I think Family Dollar and numerous of other businesses burnt to the ground. And man, it's been it's been causing a stir amongst everybody ever since. And it's crazy that it's just crazy to see that. Like thing, the things people like Malcolm X said, it seems like when it comes to the peaceful protesting, that they don't want to listen. Cause you know, Cap went. We all know Kaepernick went down to his knees to take not his knees. He took a knee, and he actually, you know, everybody should know that story by now of why he took the knee. And here we are right now. It seems it's one of them situations in their eyes. It feel like is we're gonna be. Either way it go, when it comes to a situation like this, when it comes to a revolution, when you want some change in the oppressors, I well, damn what they think. I was about to say you damned if you do, you damned if you don't. But man, it's bigger than that. When you get t- you get you get fucking tired of just getting beat down and and just having our own people killed, man. It's it's, it's frustrating, man. That's pretty much. That, only thing, I, man, frustrating ain't even a damn word for it, man. It's bullshit. It's bullshit, man. Because, man, I, I can't imagine what these folks, uh, uh, all these victims, uh, what their families are going through, losing a losing a brother, a mother, a father, niece, nephew, uncle, cousin, whatever it may be, to some senseless bullshit, man. Because it already hurts bad enough to lose somebody that you're close to the natural causes. Because it, it just, with me, it got me thinking about this right now. With um, with my take on the rides, like with, with some of this stuff, I'm not even mad that it's going on. Because, man, cause I'm going to put it like this. If, if something would have happened to somebody I was close with, if that would have been my dad, my brother, and God forbid if my mama was still alive, if somebody like that would, if something like that would have happened to my mom, 
or anybody in my family for that matter, like that I was close to like that, I would be ready to burn the stake down of every, I would, I, I would be ready to demand justice by almost any, ain't no, any means necessary to every, everybody, everything, every infrastructure that funded, uh, that from, from funding the cops, uh, to the, whoever did it like that, to, uh, the department, I would, I would want to take down the complete infrastructure of whoever did that, because we all seen it going back even to 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 the civil rights days, being peaceful, man. It's just seeing that it ain't get too far, man. Because I seen something today that really made me think about this and put it like this: like they said. Somebody said on Twitter said that they are anti-violent. They're not none. They're not non-violent. I know that's a double negative, but and they broke down the difference between non-violent is no matter what they do, they can they can beat you, do whatever it is. You will not respond back with violence. But I feel like you know being anti-violent, you're gonna avoid violence for as much as you can. But it gets to a certain point that you got to fight back. You just got to. So it's a couple clips I'm about to play right now. And it's more or less, I think, it, it get, to me, it gives me insight of ways to how, you, how we're going about looking at, at, at this, um, at everything that's going on. And then I'm going to give my take on it. This is the basic problem. Then what do you that white people uh, think they're better What's than that I can others? Do? I can't solve the problem. You guys pull the strings at closed schools. You guys draw the boundaries that keep our kids restricted to the ghetto. You guys write up the restrictive covenants that keep us out of houses. So it's up to you to talk to your brothers and your sisters and persuade them that they have a responsibility. We've assumed ours for over 400 years, and we're tired of this kind of stuff now. We're not going to suffer patiently anymore. No more turning the other cheek. No more blessing our enemies. No more praying for those who despitefully use us. We're going to show you that we've learned the lessons you've taught us. We've studied your history, and you did not take over this country by saying we shall overcome. You did not gain control of the world like you have it now by dealing fairly with a man and keeping your word. You're treaty breakers, you're liars, you're thieves, you rape entire continents and races of people. Then you wonder why these very people don't have any confidence or trust in you. Your religion means nothing. Your law is a farce and we see it every day. You demonstrated it in Alabama. And I can say you because you're part of the whole system. You profit from it. In fact, you make your living from it. You couldn't walk around and talk to people, stand up in your pulpit on Sunday and preach nice little songs and say, now we're going to give thanks to the Lord for he is good and old Jesus be among us. As far as we're concerned, your Jesus is contaminated, just like everything else you've tried to force upon us is contaminated. Well, so you can have him. And here's what I'll say. I wish you would follow Jesus like we followed him. Because if you did that, then we'd be in charge tomorrow. I think the problem is so bad that we can have no understanding at all. You think it's gotten to the point where there can never be that reconciliation? Then? No. You talk about justice, and it means one thing to you, and we talk about it, it means something else to us. And it'll always be that way. And I'd, I'd like you to know I have a terrible feeling against preachers, because I think you guys are the ones who are largely responsible for the problem in the first place. 
and you can accept it or not any way you choose. And for you, this may be an excursion, you know, in what, across what, the line. What about the person that wants to listen? I genuinely feel that I want to listen. Well, if you listen and try to do something, you get kicked out of your church. See, that's, that's the way your people are. Well, I didn't want to come, and I don't want to be here. I'm the son of an Atlanta City police officer. Um, my cousin is an Atlanta City police officer, and my other cousin, East Point police officer. And I got a lot of love and respect for police officers, down to the original eight police officers in Atlanta, that even after becoming police, had to dress in a YMCA because white officers didn't want to get dressed with niggers. And here we are 80 years later, I watched a white officer assassinate a black man. And I know that tore your heart out. And I know it's crippling. And I have nothing positive to say in this moment because I don't want to be here. But I'm responsible to be here because it wasn't just Dr. King and people dressed nicely who marched and protested to progress this city and so many other cities. It was people like my grandmother, people like my aunts and uncles who were members of SCLC and NAACP, and in particular, Reverend James Orange, Mrs. Alice Johnson, and Reverend Love, who we just lost last year. So I'm duty-bound to be here to simply say that it is your duty not to burn your own house down for anger with an enemy. It is your duty to fortify your own house so that you may be a house of refuge in times of organization. And now is the time to plot, plan, strategize, organize, and mobilize. It is time to beat up prosecutors you don't like at the voting booth. It is time to hold mayoral offices accountable, chiefs and deputy chiefs. Atlanta is not perfect, but we're a lot better than we ever were, and we're a lot better than cities are. I'm mad as hell. I woke up wanting to see the world burn down yesterday because I'm tired of seeing black men die. He casually put his knee on a human being's neck for nine minutes as he died like a zebra in the clutch of a lion's jaw. And we watch it like murder porn over and over again. So that's why children are burning to the ground. They don't know what else to do. And it is the responsibility of us to make this better right now. We don't want to see one officer charged. We want to see four officers prosecuted and sentenced. We don't want to see targets burning. We want to see the system that sets up for systemic racism burnt to the ground. And as I sit here in Georgia, home of Stevens, Georgia, former vice president of the Confederacy, white man said that law, fundamental law stated that whites were naturally 
the superior race. And the Confederacy was built on a cornerstone. It's called a cornerstone speech. Look it up. The cornerstone speech that blacks would always be subordinate. That officer believed that speech because he killed that man like an animal. In this city, officers have done horrendous things and they have been prosecuted. This city's cut different. In this city, you can find over 50 restaurants owned by black women. I didn't say minority, and I didn't say women of color. So after you burn down your own home, what do you have left but char and ash? CNN, Ted did a great thing. I love CNN, I love Cartoon Network, but I'd like to say to CNN right now, karma's a mother. Stop feeding fear and anger every day. Stop making people feel so fearful. Give them hope. I'm glad they only took down a sign and defaced a building and they're not killing human beings like that policeman did. I'm glad that they only destroyed some brick and mortar and they didn't rip a father from a son. They didn't rip a, a son from a mother like the policeman did. When a man yells for his mother in duress and pain and she's dead, he is essentially yelling, please, God, don't let it happen to me. And we watch that. So my question for us on the other side of this camera is after it burns, will we be left with charred or will we rise like a phoenix out of the ashes that Atlanta has always done? Will we use this as a moment to say that we will not do what other cities have done and in fact we will get better than we've been? We got good enough to destroy cash bonds. You don't have to worry about going to jail for some petty. We got smart enough to decriminalize marijuana. How smart are we going to be in the next 15 or 20 years to keep us ahead of this curve? So that much like when South Africa suffered apartheid, you had Andy and other politicians that could make sure that Atlanta said, Coca-Cola, we love you. But if you don't pull out of South Africa, we're going to leave. We're not going to drink Coca-Cola anymore. Coca-Cola jumped on their side and apartheid ended. So we have an opportunity now. Because I'm mad, I don't have any good advice. But what I can tell you is that if you sit in your homes tonight, instead of burning your home to the ground, you will have time to properly plot, plan, strategize, and organize, and mobilize in an effective way. And two of the most effective ways is first taking your butt to the computer and making sure you fill out your census so that people know who you are and where you are. The next thing is making sure you exercise your political bully power and going to local elections and beating up the politicians that you don't like. You got a prosecutor sent your partner to jail and you know it was bullshit, put a new prosecutor in there. Now's your election to do it. You want a different senator that's more progressive that pulls marijuana through, now is the time to do that. But it is not time to burn down your own home. I love and I respect you. I hate I don't have more to say. I hate I can't fix it in a snap. I hate Atlanta's not perfect for as good as we are. But we have to be better than this moment. We have to be better than burning down our own homes. Because if we lose Atlanta, what else we got? We lose an ability to plot, to plan, to strategize, to organize, and to properly mobilize. I want you to go home. I want you to talk to 10 of your friends. I want you guys to come up with real solutions. I would like for the Atlanta City Police Department to bring back the Community Review Board, one that Alice Johnson was formerly under, under Chief Turner. We need a review board here ahead of it before an officer does some stupid shit. We need to get ahead of it. That's my recommendation to my mayor and my chief. Let's get a review board. Let's get ahead of it. And let's give them power.
We don't need an officer that makes a mistake once, twice, three times, and finally he kills a boy on national TV, and the next thing you know, the country is burning down. We don't need a dumbass president repeating what segregationists said. When you start looting, we start shooting. But the problem is some officers black and some people are going to shoot back. And that's not good for our community either. I love and respect you all. I hope that we find a way out of it because I don't have the answers, but I do know we must plot, we must plan, we must strategize, organize, and mobilize. Thank you for allowing me some time to speak. I'd like to appreciate our chief for what she said on YouTube. I thought it was very bold to do. I'd like to appreciate our mayor for talking to us like a black mama and telling us to take our ass at home. And I'd like to talk, like to thank my friend for convincing me to come here. And I'll defer to Joe Beasley now because he knows a hell of a lot more than we do. Thank y'all. <laughs> okay. Um, those two clips, uh, the first one I found on YouTube, it was from a documentary that was shot in 1966 called A Time for Burning. Burning. And the speaker that was, that I used right there was, um, it was a state center of Nebraska. His name was Ernie Chambers. And, of course, the second part of that was from Killer Mike from the news conference that they did out there in Atlanta after the protest turned into to a riot, you know, to the riots. And they, you know, stormed the uh, CNN headquarters and everything out there. But this is my take on it. I have no problem with people protesting. And I don't have a problem with the riots as a whole. Because... If you look, if for the people that's over here complaining and complaining about the riots, look at it. If you go back in history, man, one of the cornerstones of this country was found basically off of violence and off of pretty much things like this a riot. So, what do you call when um, when the people who are uh, was opposing the taxes uh, of tea from when they pretty much stormed the Boston Harbor and had the uh, Boston Tea Party, where they just pretty much just ransacked and just ran over and just stormed the ship, started throwing tea in the harbor, destroying everything and stuff like that. So, to me, that's a riot. <coughs> Ooh, excuse me. Excuse me on that But, yeah, so... And then you notice, like, every other revolution in history... It ain't, I was about to say, it ain't get far from just sitting around and just singing Kumbaya and everything like that. Because it seems like every revolution started off when a group of people was pissed off about something and was tired of being treated, uh, uh, tired of whatever situation they was in, and they got up and did something about it. So, and besides, and for the people who have just sitting around just 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 going it just focusing more on the riots than the actual cause of the riots that's part of the problem and then not only that i'm gonna go back to when i was talking about uh your jennifer and your Je uh old jimbo up there the media is also a part of this problem because they aren't showing everything that's going on out there because if you've been on social media especially twitter you can see a lot of of the roots of these problems because most of the, a lot of this looting and stuff was started. You seeing undercover cops and white people starting going around breaking windows and glasses of everything, and then that's when the looting start. And don't get me. And this is how I view. And this is how I view looting. And you can look at me, whatever. Now. I don't have anything. If they're going up in there taking supplies 
and things like you know you uh, things like that and actually giving it to the people on the streets that's uh you know that got you know sprayed with the tear gas and your pepper spray and trying to re- alleviate that I ain't got no problem with that I ain't got no problem if that's the case if everything start breaking out in anarchy if homeless people over there trying to go up in there and grab some essential items that they need so they can survive to me I don't see no problem with that like speaking of right it's stuff is history just repeating itself man because if you sit at the time I'm recording this this is May 31st from May 31st I want to say to what June the 1st or 2nd 1921 Tulsa Oklahoma Black Wall Street got bombed riots broke out race war riots man it's been almost a hundred years ain't nothing damn changed so uh, with, with that st- you know talking about the riots and then another thing with this looting and it just made me think about this when it comes to especially like most of the videos I've seen I've seen a lot of white people really starting with the looting and all this and then like going through Twitter you hear them and just people in whole talking about looting and man you and when you think about it like this if that's the case when it also when it comes to looting and stuff like that with all these museums which y'all saying with these artifacts and you know when it comes down to like ancient Egyptian like with those sarcophaguses and everything like that shit that, that that that's looting too hell and if any damn thing to me you need to take all that shit back where you found it from shit and then once you think and then starting thinking about it man as you get older i know i'm going off on a tangent a little bit man what kind of you gotta be a sick motherfucker to goddamn destroy uh disturb somebody's burial site just to put stuff on display and up in a museum that Ah, okay, I'm about to get back on subject now. And honestly, I don't really feel any remorse for the big corporations that's getting burnt down because even Target, let me read this, let me read this um, statement that Target even made. I got to find it real quick. Because uh, it even came from Target Corporate, and you know, in their corporate headquarters is in Minnesota in the Twin City area. We are, we are a community in pain. That pain is not unique to the Twin Cities. It extends across America. The murder of George Floyd has unleashed pent-up pain of years as as the killings of Ahmaud Avery and Breonna Taylor. We say their names and hold a too-long list of others in our hearts. As a target team, we huddled and we consoled and we witnessed horrific scenes similar to what's playing out now in Welp. And that not enough is changing. As a team, we've uh, vowed to face the pain with purpose. Every day, our team wakes up and ready to help. I'm, 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 I'm through pretty much reading that. But pretty much, they even gave a statement, and a lot of other companies are following suit. Whether it's just as damage control or whatever it may be, man, this thing has sparked so many other it's it's starting to go global man you got people all in in asia and europe and you even got people here in the states like the amish community that's basically cut off from all out you know like pretty much all outside sources i've seen pictures of them at at the rally you even got people out here practice that practice witchcraft and hoodoo and 
things like that. They are out here protesting. So, I, for one side of it, I can kind of see what some of y'all are getting at, too, about, uh, about the rioting and everything like that. Because, I, I was about to say, because I know some of y'all are non-violent. Or just, you know, just want to handle things in a peaceful manner, more like a MLK. But at the same time, I'm a person that believes in peace too. But man, sometimes you just, you just, if you're going to, I feel like, I think, it, you know, so long as you're not really just trying to uh, hold back the movement, this thing is bigger than all of us. Because we, it's bigger than it's it's bigger than all of us just point blank so instead of completely bickering and disagreeing about what methods work and what don't work we got to come together as a uh, as a collective whole some stuff we're gonna have to agree to disagree on but we would have to come together to in, to ensure that we find a solution man because it's bigger than all of us because my biggest thing is if you suggested one thing and if somebody asks you, okay, like, how do you suggest we do that? You sit back and just, just you know, like, if it's something that you feel strongly, stick by your guns. And if, you know, it, if somebody else has another insight and you can see where they're coming from, then try to, I feel like we can learn a lot from each other, but at, oh yeah, no, 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 we're going to learn a lot from each other by this, whether it's, how we can come together and take this thing head on, or you can just really see who's in this for just notoriety and just riding the wave because it's been a lot of people that's being exposed and they're and they're exposing themselves just trying to uh, on the you know they're just exposing themselves about like not really just being disconnected from everything. And it reminds especially a lot of these celebrities, man, they are showing showing their true colors and they are getting they are hearing it but my thing is with this for me i get to, i'm i'm at the point where i'm i'm pretty much through trying to explain to people especially people outside of our race what we are out here fighting about because at this point most of them you know what's going on and and there's no point of me sitting here trying to convince you when you can just if you can get on social media and, and do and fiddle fuck around and do any damn thing else, you know what's going on. So it's it's a it's a waste of breath. I would rather get out here and if they were to have a protest or whatnot somewhere near me, I think I would rather get out there and do that. And and I get it. Some people aren't able to go out and protest whether you know they got kids at home, this, that, and the third. I can understand that, but. Use whatever platform you got to contribute to this because it's 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 it's, it's going to take more than one person to get this done, man. And and for the people who ain't who ain't trying to contribute and they just just sitting around here making a complete ass of themselves, when this is all said and done, stop supporting them people and just I would and just stop. I would even stop giving them people notoriety right now. Because most of them are just, you know, they didn't, they didn't make, you know, they didn't got their money or whatever, and just became uh, unconcerned about it, or just uh, whatever, whatever reason or excuse it may be, just 
just stop dealing with these folks and support these people who's out here for the cause. And then I, I know I uh, veered off the subject a little bit, but like when it comes to the media, man, you're going to have to. It's just like what Malcolm X said. Oh, I'm all over the place. It's just one of them things that just got me just going all over the place. So please forgive me on that. Because I'm thinking about some things that Malcolm X said about the media. The media can skew things to a point to make make it look like your, your ally in reality is your enemy and vice versa. And then he gave a spiel about, about us looking up to celebrities as a whole for when it comes down to these... Uh, when it comes down to these social injustice events and things like that. Because it's pretty much... Even I can even remember what Dave Chappelle made that joke about... I can't remember what it was about when they asked Ja Rule about... Uh, uh, opinion on a current event and something like that. What the fuck I want to know what Ja Rule's opinion is about this. So... Man, it is so... It's so much... Uh, it's... It's, it, it can be quite overwhelming, man. But my thing is, don't believe. I, I really feel like don't believe everything this media out here putting out here, man. Because if I, I didn't surf through Twitter, on Instagram, it's a lot of places. Like of all places, Flint, Michigan, the cops and the citizens came together together in in these protests. It's places all over the nation where the cops and the citizens are actually getting together to march to fight for this thing and on the flip side it's a lot of people it's i've seen a lot of these riots and you know like the breaking and entering and looting and all this stuff i've seen a lot of of people uh, non-black people going out and inciting this shit so i mean and i mean don't be surprised that they actually have under undercover cops or out here starting to incite this stuff just to just to you know to take the momentum away from the big picture, the end game here. Because I mean, if come on, if the if the CIA and the FBI had files on people like Malcolm X and Dr. King, man, just you know good and damn well that they could they would even local authorities would try to depending what kind of uh, what kind of people they got running those ships. They will try to get out here and sabotage this movement too. So don't don't let this media completely fool you. So you got to keep your eyes open, form your own opinions about everything, and and so long as it, and for me, I can see, I can kind of see where where both sides. Like I was saying before, I can see where both sides of it come in. That and David Banner said this best right here. And for the most people that's out here criticizing. The way one person is protesting and right or whatever it is, nine times out of ten, if they got more than enough time to sit there and uh, criticize and critique somebody about something what they should or shouldn't be doing, they ass ain't doing nothing they damn self. So some of these fu- uh, you you got to brush some of this stuff off and keep fighting with for what you believe in, man. Because Lord knows, I wish I was I I, I wish I was somewhere where I can go to a protest. And do more than just sit behind this mic right now and just talk about it. Because I feel like I'm anti-violent in nature. But if it came down to it, to fight for my friends, my family, and people who I'm close to. Man, in this day and time, I'll go to the end for them, man. Don't. So, man. 
I just took a spin on that old saying that, you know, if you don't stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. I feel like now, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for every damn thing that the media and they putting out there, man. So, man, get some of us need to get some thick, get some thick skin. Take some of these opinions with a grain of salt. If it don't completely align up to what you say, uh, what you believe in, but if you can see the logic in it, then agree to disagree. And some of these folks are just straight cooning and just destroying the movement. Don't even get them motherfuckers the time of day. Just blow blow it off and keep going because once uh, I put it, it's a saying that I always say. Like, when something is destined to happen, ain't a damn thing on earth gonna stop it. And I truly believe that it's the same with this. So, I'm a. It's just. I'm pretty sure everybody else out here has been drained. And then, man, shout out to. Man, my heart goes out to anybody that's been out there protesting, whether it's been peaceful, they either, you know, if they rebelling for the right reasons. Whatever, man, my heart goes out to you. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you how you should or shouldn't protest. Because most of us that's sitting around here doing it ain't doing a damn thing ourselves. And, damn. And, like, how, and, and then I'm going I'm to leave, man, dad, and then shout out to, especially, man, shout out to the, to, to the black people that we're coming together and man especially shout out to the black women that's out here on these front lines because I've seen a plenty of videos our black women out here giving these cops hell they're giving I ain't gonna even say giving the cops hell they're giving everybody that's not for this movement hell man because it's been people out here damn I, I didn't seen posts of people out here getting uh, mainly uh, some of these white people out here Getting in, on, uh, trying to go out to the ride and protest, just because it's a it's a trend and all that, man. And I just seen something in L.A. where a black woman called out a non-black woman that was over here spray painting, you know, putting graffiti on the wall with Black Lives Matter, man. So shout out to every single black woman out there that's that's for the movement, that's looking after 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 their black men and just. They holding this thing together, man. And then just shout out to everybody that's out here that's doing this for the right reason, man. Because we know it's people that are out here that's trying to stop this this movement. And then I'm a, and I'm signing out and I'm signing off with one last sound clip that I want that I want you to just think about and let it resonate with you. It is not a sin to fight for the right cause. There are those who words alone will not reach. I know how you feel, Gohan. You are gentle. You do not like to hurt. I know because I too have learned these feelings. But it is because you cherish life that you must protect it. Drop your restraints. Protect the life I loved. You have the strength. My scanners sensed it. Just let it go.
Yet another fighter you could have saved. Sixteen, you love life. You gave everything up to save it. And you were just an android. I let you die. I can't do that. I won't watch anymore. I feel it slipping. And I won't watch this anymore! we have known before Gohan could even form words in his mouth. Through fights with Reddits, Garlic Jr., the Ginyu Force, and even Frieza, we've caught glimpses of the child's explosive power. But like an explosion, it always vanished with the moment. It couldn't be controlled until now. At last, the beastly power has been harnessed. Gohan has awoken. 